This is the largest fourth quarter comeback in your career. How did you do it? Uh, keep the main thing the main thing. Keep executing. Uh, the game is not ever, ever over until it's uh, double zeros. Well, actually, Bron and Sedano, we did a story yesterday on a game that was at double zeros. Eight seconds later, a technical foul was set to a high school player for hanging on the rim in celebration. It was complete villainy. But I digress. Well, LeBron, the Lakers, did the Clippers last night. Let's go around the horn. Unbelievable. LeBron with a little post-game clarity, Tony. Oh, there it is. Funny. As you heard from George Giordano and LeBron right there, it was the Lakers coming back from 21 down. The biggest fourth quarter comeback of LeBron's career. And of course, doing it against the Clippers. I don't need to say any more around the horn to Bill Plasky what to take away. It was LeBron James Appreciation Night. It was all about the most timeless athlete we've ever seen. He's 39 years old, and this is the biggest Laker comeback in 21 years. He's 39 years old, and he scores or assists on 30 of the 39 points in the fourth quarter comeback. He's 39 years old, and he has five threes, four assists, and he makes a defensive play in the game on Kawhi Leonard at the end. LeBron James is unbelievable. That, that's the only takeaway from this game. Is LeBron James is unbelievable. The only takeaway. There's no takeaway for the Clippers here? Israel, let me ask you, was this more about LeBron or, or the Clippers? Yeah, no, there was some takeaway for the Clippers. If I was a Clippers fan, I'd have trouble sleeping last night after watching what it would look like when James Harden is uh, sort of uh, manning your team down the stretch without Paul George, and you have a lot of turnovers, and you have a team coming back against you in what seemed like a Lakers home game was technically uh, a Clippers home game. Look, I, I do think that the, the, the Clippers would have obviously benefited from having Paul George, and then maybe you know James Harden doesn't have to do all that late in the fourth quarter, but this is really more about 39, I believe he is, uh, your old LeBron James, who is 3-0 against the Clippers this year who and this sort of is what gives Lakers fans hope just get me in because the games that matter the most he seems to be able more often to put those games together so just get me into the playoffs I can potentially beat one of these young and up-and-coming teams because that guy has that in him for four out of seven games. Tinsley was this more about the Lakers or Clippers to you? This is about the Lakers, and this is how you evict somebody out your building. But Anthony Davis said it best last night. Sometimes you just got to sit back and say, wow, this guy is third in the league in fourth quarter points per game. This was his 78th time having at least 15 points in the fourth quarter, the most ever since that stat has been mm. tracked. And the Lakers' last 12 field goals, Tony, peep this. LeBron three, LeBron three, LeBron three, Bron assist to D'Lo. Bron two, Bron three, Bron two, Bron three, Rui three, Rui two. And LeBron assists the D-Lo and Cam. Jay-Z was sitting courtside last night, so to quote him, there's never been someone this good for this long, and quite honestly, mm. there never will be again. And Pablo Torre, more about the Lakers or Clippers? To me, it's about the Clippers, Tony, simply because the Lakers keep doing this to them in this building, but in general, the Lakers this season have already come back from 19 down against the Clippers. So they've seen it happen not so long ago, a couple months ago, actually, in November. And so the fact is, this haunted house that the Clippers are finally evacuating, it's time. It's time to just give up the idea that they were ever going to overshadow the Lakers in any way inside of that structure. Now they can finally make peace with the fact that, yes, Maybe they don't have to go home, but they also can't stay there, which is, you know, <laughs> Bill Plasky, uh, that was the horn, but you told me these Clippers were the best team in the NBA not too many shows ago. Please, on what you saw from the Clippers last night. I saw a team without Paul George, yeah. without Zubak. They missed two of their front five players, two of their key players. I don't take much out of this for the Clippers. They're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. 
Justin Tinsley, you told me not too long ago on this show the Clippers were the best team in the NBA. What have you, you guys? Conveniently forget what you said one or two shows Tony, ago. Man, why are you bringing up old stuff, man? <laughs> Tony injuries. We've been hard. We'll move on. Football now. Washington Commanders, number two pick in the draft, and a new owner's first full season with the team. You can say, "Hey, T-Bone, that's two different stories." Not if you combine it. Let's go. Washington <laughs> interviewing six quarterback prospects. <laughs> oh, Who they exactly interviewed, we don't know. But what's been reported is new owner Josh Harris was in the room, sat in on the interviews. Israel, how do you consider that? And Washington at number two making this pick. Well, we just talked about the Clippers and their fans maybe having PTSD for some failures. Well, Washington Commanders fans definitely have PTSD from a meddlesome owner. You might remember his name, Daniel Snyder. And so when you hear the idea of being involved in quarterback interviews, while well, yes, it is probably the most important hire they're going to make, certainly the most important hire uh, initially under his watch, Harris's watch. And so, yes, it would be interesting to sort of understand the process, understand your decision maker's process. And according to the reports, he's not really asking questions. He's just consuming information here. And I think that makes the most sense to do that that way. You don't just want to trust in your, how your decision makers make these decisions. But I understand the fear in a lot of commanders' fans is, hey, keep your hands off. Let the football people do the football things and this first sign is not a good one if that's what you want from your Justin own. Justin Sinsley, how do you read the owner sitting in and observing interviews? Look, I, I don't disagree with Pablo, but that man invested six billion dollars. He's got the right to at least sit oh. in the room and listen. Okay. Yeah, but he's got the right you to sit in the room and listen. It, it look, <laughs> Go ahead, agree with Pablo, he says. <laughs> no, I mean, I agree with Pablo probably, but I definitely agree with Izzy. But he's got the right to sit in there. But this is really about one thing. Everybody saw what the Houston Texans did last year with C.J. Stroud. And if there's any franchise in the NFL that could use that type of boost, it's the Washington Commanders. And they're praying who, whoever they pick number two overall, they can have a similar trajectory that, that, that the Texans Pablo did last Torrey. year. Yeah, I agree with Justin there, actually. I also agree with myself. I disagree with Izzy. <laughs> Izzy was clearly subtweeting me. Izzy was talking about the process and trust. And I get it. Josh Harris is also the owner of the Sixers. So do I trust Josh Harris? Not as much as you might if you weren't experienced in the ways that he's run that basketball team. But, Tony, this question to me is an age-old question about restaurants. A restaurant gets shut down for the first time because of food poisoning. They reopen. Do you trust that restaurant to be the cleanest restaurant? Or do you trust them to <laughs> still be haunted mm. by the regime is before, right? Question? So, for me... I don't believe that the Washington Commanders have turned over a new leaf yet. I believe them to be a restaurant plagued by bacteria that's still right. been there for a very long time. I don't know where we went. I here. think something. Did you have a here. tough night last night? A little crab rangoon that didn't sit I well. No I mean, with Pablo. <laughs> things of that nature. Uh, <laughs> Flashkey, please get us back to this. A new owner sitting in on quarterback interviews, uh, observing. Uh, reports are not actually putting his input out there, but observing. Is that okay or not okay? Not, not good, not okay. And, and Justin, you mentioned C.J. Stroud. Well, he might be playing for the, in, in Carolina if the owner there, David Tepper, didn't make the decision to, to take Bryce Young. He got involved mm. in the Bryce Young decision he shouldn't have. This is a big decision, and you can't tell it, choose a quarterback off an interview. He should stay, Harris should stay away from the draft picks, stay away from the football side of it, just run the business. And that business evidently is a restaurant. We'll move on. One more story here. The story that the New York Jets believe 
Mikol Hardman leaked game plans to opposing teams? This is a question mark I'm putting at the end of that headline. Sauce Gardner, we ain't going to talk about how our offensive game plan got leaked versus the Eagles. Oh, we will, Sauce. Don't worry. Here's how SNY reported Hardman frustrated by his lack of usage, leaked game plans to the opposition as implied by several players. The sources are, are believing it could be true. Not just the Eagles game, but also versus KC. Pablo Torre, big deal, little deal, or no deal whatsoever? This feels like a big deal to me. I've been saying on this show how bizarre it is that the Eagles, in fact, lost to the Jets. Well, now we have an explanation. How did the Jets play the Chiefs to a three-point loss? Now we have an explanation. And now we have an explanation for why McCall Harmon may not be the most sought-after player in the NFL for the rest of his career because he's not that good and he does stuff like this. For those reasons, yeah, it seems like. But a I'm confused. Big if the game plans were leaked versus Philadelphia and versus Kansas City, and those happened to be the games the Jets played about as well as they did all season, then the leak was a good thing for the team. You lost me there, Plashki. Go ahead. The NFL needs to look into this. Harmon's a guy that quit on the Jets. Refused to return punts, wouldn't, wouldn't go on the field. I wouldn't put anything past, past him. And, and when it was left smoke, there was fire. The NFL needs to look at Harbin. Also, the NFL needs to look at Kansas City and look at Philadelphia and look at who took the, if the game plans were leaked, who accepted those leaked game plans. This is, this is a big deal, Tony. Would it be illegal to accept a leaked game plan in your mind? That's interesting. Is Ragutti Yeah, Harris? I think so. Absolutely. Where are you on this? I don't think it's a huge deal. I think it's just more of a, a just a single situation here. But you look at Nicole Hardman. He went from a, a, a franchise that won two Super Bowls with him on the team to a franchise with the Jets where things were supposed to be turning around, but they weren't. And they've been regularly a joke of the NFL. So he kind of comes from a silver spoon situation, sort of entitled, and comes to this team and says, wait a second, you think I can't help you after me winning Super Bowls with these Chiefs? Send me back over there. That's all I've really known. That's all I want to go back to. And he found a way to sort of stick it to his his uh, former team, if you will, over the Jets. And so to me, it's, it's, it's an individual sort of going a little too far. I don't think too many people are going to follow suit here. Inslee. Yeah, if this actually happened, I think it's a huge betrayal because we understand how hard jobs are to get in the NFL. And if you're leaking game plans, you're putting people's jobs in jeopardy. But on another note, I look at the Eagles. Nick Sirianni, you had, had a horrible collapse to the end of the season. You mean to tell me you couldn't beat the Jets? With their game plan? may not have yeah, had that. their game plans? You can't even allegedly cheat right now? Pablo, oh, let, me, let me bring you back in here. Yeah, I guess I should admit that in my mind, it made more sense. But now that I hear it back, the Again, Jets are so bad. Just, just claim food poisoning, I think, from the from the restaurant that you were. Uh, I no longer agree with Pablo for the record. Pablo. All right, we'll take That's a break right. here by ourselves next. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. The magnificence and mania around Caitlin Clark. One of the other great things about this run, the history lessons. So we know she passed Brittany Griner, Jackie Styles, Kelsey Plum this year. And you remember those NCAA marks. But now you get to learn about Lynette Woodard in the pre-NCAA days and her numbers for Kansas. Woodard, a Hall of Famer, a Harlem Globetrotter. Her prime years playing in Italy and Japan. Her last years playing in the WNBA, which means this is not ancient history. A pioneer who set the stage for the boon of today's game. And as Clark passed her last night, Iowa coach Lisa Bluter, tonight is the night of the real record. For some reason, the NCAA doesn't want to recognize that basketball was played prior to 1982. Bluter going on to say that hurts the rest of us that were playing at that time. Bill Plaschke, what do you buy? What do you sell from last night? Yeah, I'm selling the NCAA, and the way they've treated this is, is just terrible. But I'm, all, I'm buying that Caitlin Clark, the more I watch her, she keeps shooting from farther and farther away. She shoots from midcourt almost almost every time, and yet she's a great shooter. And she, she doesn't, she's not a gunner. She, she made over one and a half her three-pointers last night. Pete Maravich, she's going to pass Pete Maravich on Sunday. Pete Maravich averaged 38 shots a game. Caitlin Clark has never taken 38 shots in any game in her career. Mm-hmm. The Maravich record set in three full seasons with no three-point line. Gutierrez, what did you buy? What did you sell from last night? I'm buying the idea of sort of bringing in the history of the game with all this attention on women's basketball right now. Go ahead and have Caitlin Clark and Lynette Woodard sort of get in a room together and have maybe a televised discussion of just their shared experiences because they're the only two who have done this. And I think that would be really cool and just really intriguing. I also find the Pete Maravich angle really cool because she said even when she was in high school, Caitlin Clark, that people would tell her, hey, you've got to go to YouTube and watch this guy's clips. And 20, 30 years from now, there's going to be people saying that about Caitlin Clark. Binsley, your takeaway from last night? Yeah, I honestly have to agree with Izzy. Izzy for real this time, because I love the deep sense of praise she showed Lynette Woodard, especially coming off the heels of all the conversations around the Cheryl Swoops conversation. She showed a deep respect for her, and I think it's beautiful to see, especially in such a generationally tense sport that is basketball. Pablo Torre. Yeah, the Maravich thing on that, like the biggest parallel to me is that Caitlin Clark is one of the greatest Showmen, show people, the idea that the stage gets bigger, she gets greater, that is incredible. So the Net Water thing, though, it just reminds me, like, what is the NCAA really doing these days? You know, they seem to be trying to draw lines around stuff to prove that we matter. And this is just one of those ways in which they get in the way of their own history, the sports history, which is the entire contrary aspect of what the NCAA is supposed to be. Oh, they have to make an admission. It wasn't part of their history because they were not accepting of 
the women's basketball at that time. It's the A-I-A-W. And then there's the N-A-I-A with some other names. Miriam Walker Samuels. Grace Beyer is playing right now for health sciences and pharmacy. She chose that school because she wants to be a pharmacist. She's ahead in the numbers. And then Pearl Moore, of course, we've talked about her over the last couple weeks. This is a history lesson. Enjoy it. We'll move on. Ball night, Chet Holmgren versus Victor Wembanyama, round three. It's been a split fight head-to-head -head with OKC winning both matchups before it. Rookie of the Year race. I don't mean to bring up old shows. Justin Tinsley, Bill Plaschke, you told me not to do that, but I heard people picking Holmgren as Rookie of the Year at one point this season. Wembiana has turned the tide. He's the betting favorite now. What are you buying tonight in the matchup, Israel? So there's a finals rematch tonight, and that's not the game we're talking about. Mm. Okay, fine. Mm. Uh, look, I'm going to go ahead and follow LeBron James's lead here and make the thing about the thing. Um, Victor Wembanyama is the only rookie here. Okay, I understand the rules. I understand what they're talking about. Chet didn't play last year. That's the one thing that's just going to lean me toward Victor Wembanyama. I think it's crazy impressive what Chet's doing on a contending team, but Vic's a rookie. Well, there we go. Let, let's make that the argument then. Holmgren having... Been on the roster last year, but not playing because of injury and now playing this year. Is he available for Rookie of the Year for you, Tinsley, or is it Wembayama? Uh, to me, it's Wembayama, but they aren't just two great rookies. They're the top two in the league in blocks per game, and they're tied at fourth in defensive rating. So this is going to be a great game. I would vote for Wemby, but I wouldn't be shocked if this ended up like 94 and 99 where they split the Rookie of the Year. Pablo Torre? I think that's a pretty NCAA take of Izzy, though, to say, wait a minute, he's technically not a, he's not a freshman, he's not a rookie, because he was, of course, on the bench, not playing at all because he got hurt. To me, it doesn't matter, Tony. Chet Holmgren, I want to shout him out simply because he's kind of just like the Salieri to Wembenyama's Mozart. He's always going to be the other guy. And I just want to acknowledge he's having an amazing season right on par with him, even if Wemby's going to win this thing, and probably should. Pablo, Izzy's right. I'm sorry. He is not a rookie. Holmgren's not a rookie. You can't say you're a rookie if you've had, if you've, if you've had access to an NBA facility, access mm -hmm. to NBA coaching, access to NBA training, access to NBA lifestyle for a year. He's not a rookie. It's not fair. One beyond should win, win the award going away. We've heard that argument before, and, and, we've, and we've heard it again this year. Ralph Sampson was another NBA uh, great player who made that argument that Holmgren shouldn't be available for the award. Scores. That was a quick horn there. Flashy Gutierrez advancing. Tinsley, Torre. All right, all right, all Pablo, right. did you leak your game plan? And are you going to PTI next? We'll be back. Showdown. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
The college football playoff. 12 teams for as far back as we can remember. Considering expanding the 14 teams in 2026. A deadline set for two weeks from now to figure it all out. Israel is 14, not 12, the right number to you. Well, the fact that they went from 12 to 14 so quickly, I think, makes sense that it is the right number. But I think the fluidity of all these conference situations keeps everything fluid. I think you don't know if it's going to be the Mm, right handout of teams after one year or two years because the SEC might be a mega, mega power conference. (laughs) That's a very fluid answer, Izzy. Here's a solid answer. It's a great idea. The NFL has 14 teams. Let college football have 14 teams and no more conference championships. No more conference championships, you say? Because I hate those. Do it. Because they're meaningless or because it's not worth the Because they're meaningless, because they're routes. I'll let it sit. The fluidity is fluid, says. The water is also wet, Israel. We'll move on. Dodgers every day, another star story. Otani's spring debut at the home run. Yamamoto's spring debut at two great innings. And Otani, his news of the night, that he got married this offseason, Bill. What's the biggest spring reveal? My biggest reveal is I was there for Otani's home run, so for me, that's the biggest reveal, that he's coming back from his elbow surgery, that he looks great, and then he, he had the gumption to hit a home run with two strikes, two outs, fifth inning of a game nobody cares about. They he sent Bill else. out there, all of international media is out there, and yet Shohei Otani somehow keeps it under wraps that he's about to get married. Yes. That's clearly the biggest news. Yeah, where was Surprise. that, Scoop? I'm a husband. Where were you on that front? I don't cover players' marriages. Showdown three. <laughs> Do you remember the call with Brian, you and I, when we were thinking about when Riley wanted to trade to bring you to Miami? Absolutely. And somebody said, well, who's going to win number three? Silence. <laughs> D, D wanted to sacrifice everything else. He didn't want to sacrifice his damn number. Chris Paul on Dwayne Wade's podcast, The Why with Dwayne Wade. Israel, do you honestly believe there was a banana boat dynasty in the making, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James, but it got short-circuited because of who would wear the number three? I think it got short-circuited because of the number three, but not because of a jersey number. They said to themselves, three, three primary ball handlers, never going to work. Go get me Chris Bosh. You're out of here, Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. I believe it. I think they they all said to themselves, they're sacrificing so much, they aren't going to give up. The number's going to be the last thing to go. They want to protect the number, especially CP3. That sounds just like him. I'm not buying that. I think it's a funny joke. This trade would have been shut down for basketball reasons, potentially as well. Israel will give you the point, but there's time for one more showdown. This is going to decide our game because I want to do some of the interviews we're seeing at the Combine. There's two of them, so we're going to combine it. Illinois tight end, Tip Ryman, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? How do you know that power lines aren't pigeon recharging stations, okay? So he is on team birds are not real. That little moment is in. But how about this one, Texas Tech Tyler Owens, where he says he doesn't believe in space. I don't believe in space. I'm like, I'm a religious, so I think like we're in the run right now. I don't believe in like other planets and stuff like that. I don't know. Man, the hard-hitting questions at the combine. No comment on either, but Bill, for you, do you have more questions about birds or space? I have seen the moon. I have seen stars. I've never seen a baby pigeon. Have you ever seen one, Tony? Have you ever seen one, Izzy? I've never seen yeah, one. They're called I, eggs. I, I, I agree Bill, with him. They're called eggs. Go ahead, Israel. I have no interest in space. I don't plan <laughs> on going out there, but I'm deathly afraid of birds. I do believe them to be char- recharging stations on the poles. The way they fly in unison, yeah. I have no idea how they do that. They are way what smarter are than they give What are we doing? Off. 
I've never seen a baby pigeon. Your two answers should actually get you knocked out of the show, but if you combine <laughs> it, we'll give Israel the FaceTime. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Thank you, Tony. So yesterday, the Chicago Bulls point guard Javon Carter had a play where he was at the rim all by himself and absolutely passed up a wide-open layup. And I kind of want to ask Pablo here in the waning seconds of the show if he is now the biggest Javon Carter fan because famously or infamously, Ben Simmons was the guy who passed up a wide-open layup and he got shipped out of Philadelphia for that. So are we giving Javon Carter a break or are we going back and saying Ben Simmons is Pablo's got PTI to do. Pablo, run out of your chair right now and get back in your what? chair How did PTI. I get dragged into this? Hey, why didn't you do the finals rematch if it's such an important game, Analytics. I could have used the game. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.